1: Stepping on board the Eyes 9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're gonna take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets, but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZNUMBER9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your Dice Space Monkeys and get 10% off with code OZNUMBER9 at checkout. It's a
2: gray, chilly day in French Lick, Indiana. The golf course is nearly empty. Just a few diehards are out knocking their balls around. Hang on, is that a film crew? Originally called Salt Springs, the town now known as French Lick was once a French trading post. A ranger station established in the year 1811. Whoa, are you doing a documentary? Oh, hey, hey there. Yeah, um... It's just a little something for, um, PBS. PBS? You've got to be kidding me! I hate to ask, but could you hold it down? We're already behind schedule. Hold it down? You are asking me to hold it down? Have I got that right? I'm sure you were their first choice. But you've been busy and a little unstuck in time. I'm going to kill you. Now now hold on. Ho 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 hold, hold on there. SCAB! I'm gonna oh, get you! Oh God. I can't oh, believe you telling me this kind of stuff. Stand what are you doing time? in my time?
3: Did I just see A pair of narrators run by?
4: Ah, yes, I believe you did. Narrators are a very territorial bunch, I find, which probably means we'll have to set the scene ourselves. Care to take a whack at it?
3: Certainly. Oh, Mrs. Sheffield, why are you sitting alone in a comfortable reclining lawn chair on this grey and dismal morning out on the mostly abandoned golf course of... Chili, yeah, French... Too, too
4: many details, dear.
3: It it did seem to get away from me.
4: Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I've been having a I think.
3: And did you arrive at any conclusions?
4: Mm, nothing satisfactory, I fear. Uh, do sit, won't you? <laughs> I, I rather feel I'm having a package delivered, so...
3: Apologies. It's this ridiculous onesie. It's so clingy.
4: Oh, it's a rare deity who can carry off a golden romper, dear. (coughs) Ha! Woof! What?
3: May I ask the subject of your musings?
4: (sighs) The usual. (laughs) Yes, the imminent destruction of Earth by an alien species.
3: It concerns me that that's... The usual.
4: Uh, let's just say it's a uh, good job humanity doesn't pay very close attention. Hmm? I mean, octopuses, right? I mean, how much more obvious do you have to get?
3: Octopuses?
4: And quarkers. I mean, nothing native to this planet is that happy. Hmm? Especially not in Australia. I see. This, um...
3: Am I to assume you think the battle is lost? Oh.
4: I need not tell you. I'm... I'm worried, Pluto. I mean, we managed to convince the octopuses and the quackers and the Welsh to stay. The Welsh? Shh! Not that they tried to keep it a secret. I mean, their language is a dead giveaway, isn't it? Fidio, yakidah, qulch, chlany, mainech.
3: My head is spinning.
4: Well, I told you to cut back on the sugar, didn't I? I just don't believe the plants can be convinced to live in harmony with the other species on this planet. I...
3: And if they cannot, will we take up arms or maybe just spray bottles of Roundup?
4: Well, darling, MI-18 is doing a bit of research to find a suitable planet for them, but those sulfuric planets are still mostly theoretical.
3: We should send them to Venus. It is heavily laden with hell gas.
4: Uh, there was some discussion with Venus, but you see, that planet, it spins backwards and its days are longer than its years. I mean, no one has time for that sort of nonsense. Plus, well, it's just too close, right? What if they kill off that planet too and start eyeing Earth again and... Where will we be?
3: Oh, surely that is better than simply allowing them to have this one.
4: Oh, I sincerely hope those are not our only two options. Mm-hmm. But well, Emma 18 is our best chance at a way out of this mess, and they aren't sounding particularly optimistic. So,
3: You are fond of these humans, I think.
4: Not all of them. That Kim family is one dish short of disaster.
3: I meant... These humans, ours, here in French Lick.
4: Oh, I know, dear, I know. I mean, they've barely got enough brain cells to decorate a cupcake, except for, well, Julie and your Donna, of course, but oh, they mean well, don't they?
3: <laughs> How soon are you leaving?
4: Well, who has his clever pants on today, hmm? Oh. How did you know?
3: Humans emit a certain odour when they're preparing for a long journey they have no wish to undertake. Really? No. I'd just like to claim random superpowers and see if humans believe it.
4: That's a bit unfair, don't you think?
3: Yes, but it's unfair in my favour, so I see no reason to object. You haven't answered my
4: question. (sighs) Am I 18? Think we have perhaps another month? Maybe two before the plants will be able to terraform Earth to their standards. Our rockets are already set to go as soon as we cross whatever threshold has been set. What will you do?
3: Seriously? With humans dying by the billions? The underworld is going to be hell. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be hell. I would hate for there to be no more Mike and Ikes.
4: No more elephants?
3: Or circus peanuts.
4: No more snuggles.
3: That is a very great pity.
4: (sighs) I'd rather not, you know. Leave? Well, exactly. I mean, this is our planet, isn't it? And yes, I get the irony of saying that as the Oz ships go off ostensibly to do the same thing to some other creature's planet, but they weren't actually going to succeed, were they?
3: Mm. Here come the narrators again.
2: I catch up to you, there's going to be such a uh. debate. You went behind my back, you, you squirmy, sneaky little, little tour guide! They came to me because I don't breathe like a freight train. Stop and say that to my face, you lip-smacking moist mouth. Moist mouth? Please. You could host a herring ball in there.
4: That's it! Oh, hey, get down. Uh, don't let them see you. That's a good you Why not? you're never supposed to meet your narrator, you see? I in person, not, <laughs> not really sure why not something about walls breaking or space time eddies erupting or something <laughs> oh, never mind, they're off again. <laughs> Hello,
5: oh, there you are ah,
4: you've found us, yes, how lovely um i I trust felonius has been secured.
0: We found a garden shed to leave him in.
5: Julie picked the lock in seven seconds. <sighs> These are the things I brag about now.
4: You brag about seven seconds. I'm a little
0: rusty. And so was the lock, for that matter. So, that's not good?
3: Mrs. Sheffield says we're all doomed. Well, she and I will be okay, but you're doomed.
5: I beg your pardon? How
0: soon do you leave?
4: Leave? Goodness... Is it uh, it stamped on my forehead or or something? I mean, have I actually grown a thought bubble?
0: No, you smell (laughs) levy. Most amusing. She really does. It's kind of like a lotus mixed with a yellow carnation.
3: You concern me, human. Welcome to my marriage. Oh, uh, that is very generous of you, but
5: my lady... Not literally! (sighs) Is this why I can never keep a secret from you? And yet you keep trying. Mrs. S... Are you really leaving?
4: It is MI 18's policy to pull operatives out of the field when it becomes too hostile, apparently. That includes Earth.
5: So, we really are doomed.
4: Oh, chin up, Benjamin. No one's left yet? Oh,
5: thank God.
4: You have a plan? Well, no. No, I, I was just saying I, I haven't left yet. So, you know, do try and pay attention.
5: Does anyone else feel carsick from this conversation? Mm.
4: You all can sit in your
0: lawn chairs of despair, but until those volcanoes erupt, assuming Ben's right about Tiberius' plan, we still have a fighting chance, and I intend to fight.
3: I like this human determination, even in the face of complete, assured, and probably quite unpleasant annihilation. Stop talking. A lot. Mm. Not
5: encouraging? <laughs> George Carlin gave better pep talks.
4: Oh, come on. No one's giving up just yet, Julie. Hmm? We're just finding ourselves a, a little bit short on the... next steps. <laughs> oh, goodness, is it is it Suthers coming our way, is
3: it? it is. Shall I casually toss him to the ground with a thunderbolt? You can do that? Why
4: haven't you been doing that?
3: didn't want to show off.
4: He's not at the moment, Pluto, Yeah, let's just, let's just see what he wants.
6: So, uh, what are y'all doing out here on this gray and dismal morning? Uh,
4: look, we've already done that, uh, Where's Where's I, the dog? Who? He? I, uh,
3: on his way to stay with Maggie, actually. Uh, hey, did you all know Buck and Glenda were still alive? We're very busy, and you're too close to casually... Throw to the ground with a thunderbolt. Now that I'm aware such things are acceptable, please back away, say, a plethron.
6: Now just hang on a second there, bowling trophy. I come bearing gifts. I have a bit of information I managed to glean from Felonius that might be helpful. Go on. Them plants are keen on giving earth
5: a sulfur bath. We know that already. A plethron is like A hundred yards, right? It is. Now, hang on!
6: (laughs) Y'all might be thinking volcanoes, but those are mighty hard to conjure up. If, on the other hand, you can send shower spies all over the world to places where there are sulfur springs... Dot, 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 dot. Yes? You have no sense of drama.
4: Yes, it's rather drowned out by a sense of urgency just at the moment? So do carry on.
6: They're popping up sulfur from the source. Millions of little holes that will become exhaust vents once Tiberius gets the go!
5: Oh, but how? Surely someone would have noticed all the holes.
3: Oh. Oh. We're standing on one. Bingo! I find myself in the unusual and rather unpleasant position of relying on Ben for an explanation.
5: Yeah, gonna let that go for now. Golf courses. Millions and millions of golf courses.
4: Surely not all of them.
5: Wow. The plants really invented rich people,
6: didn't they? (laughs) Bred them like prized puppies. Keen interest in golf and not too much long-term
5: thinking. Now, there are golf courses all over the world. Surely not all
3: of them sit over sulfur springs. That depends how deeply you dig the little holes. And now I begin to understand my role in all of this. They promised me sunshine, but they only wanted to steal my sulfur. You dug the holes? Yes. Since 1672, I have waited for my skylights.
5: You thought you'd get sunlight under Scotland?
3: That really should have been a red flag.
5: So we go to every golf course in the world and plug up the holes. How many could
3: there possibly be?
4: Ugh, let's see now—nearly fifty thousand golf courses in 2142 multiplied by
3: eighteen. Don't forget two thousand putt-putt courses.
4: Ugh, is nothing sacred?
3: My lady likes natural
0: light. What happens to Hades when all the sulfur is vented out at once?
3: It is precisely that concern which brought me down from my plant.
0: Okay, I have a sort of plan. It involves golf balls. And we're going to need a lot of help. Golf balls? Sort of.
6: Now, look, Missy, I don't know if you've ever actually (laughs) played the game, but generally people take the balls out of the little cups. I reckon
5: folks might notice it if those little cups fill up overnight. Plus, sulfur is a gas. Won't it just sort of seep around the edges?
0: Did I tell you my plan? Or did I just say that it involved golf balls? Don't jump ahead of the plot. And if you call me Missy again, you'll be plugging up several of those holes. Got it? You don't. Scare me. (laughs) That smell of begonias begs to differ, so start scouting golf balls. As many as you can get a hold of.
5: Okay, but what about the plants?
4: Uh, We're going to have our hands full plugging up the vents and saving Earth. (laughs) 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 Yes, I think the plants are very much going to be Osnine's problem.
3: It's all right. They have Donna.
4: Wait! Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. We're we're missing someone. Hmm? Has anyone seen Joe?
5: Just because we don't see him doesn't mean he's not here. Joe? Joe? Joe?
0: He's not here. How can you be sure? He smells like hyssop flowers. Is it
4: possible he's in cahoots with his brother?
0: I trust him. Good enough for me. I think.
4: And without that rousing
0: vote of confidence, let's get those golf balls. Go!
7: This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's log, date. I don't know. There's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp pooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow! We got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make. Even Greg the zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do: twenty dollars off any link subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com/oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash O-Z number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. As the ground
2: crew split up together, golf balls. And now you're trying to shove in on my day job? I don't think so. Two, you need to stay hidden. What if the kidnappers find you? Oh, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Meanwhile, don't you dare! Would you stop that? Oh, <coughs> that hurts. Not but <laughs> the face. Not the face. Not the face.
4: Oh, oh,
7: oh, man, my head! What the hell was I drinking?
8: Oh, oh, uh, Why is the world swimming? And it concerns me that my captain's first assumption is that she's been drinking.
9: You don't know, Mad Pants. It's a reasonable guess. Oh, stop hitting me.
7: Shh. No one's hitting you. I was talking to my brain.
8: I feel great. Of course you do. What are we doing here? Last I remember, we were on the Albatross's uh, general area. Oh. Donna drugged us. Well, Greg did, but I don't think he wanted to.
9: I didn't. Uh,
1: Probably. Damn, now I can't remember.
9: Oh, you're here too, are you? Care to explain what happened? I would, but now I can't can't remember. remember. Just Just a vague
1: vague
3: feeling feeling of alarm.
9: Donna must have reset your memory or something. I knew we couldn't trust her. She looks shifty.
3: I
8: think she's pretty.
9: Open up, will (laughs) you? Ah, you've been in there all along.
8: You can tell us what happened! I could! Well?
10: I could also tell you all the elements of the galaxy and everything Freud got wrong, but I'm not going to tell you those either. We've got to get a shift on. Has anyone seen the 778? The what? Emily. And the other one.
8: Howard. They were hightailing it down the stairs the last time I saw them.
10: Damn. Who was the last person to see their arms?
8: I was, I think. I stashed them down on level four. Uh, does it matter? Surely we have more pressing issues to deal with.
10: We don't, actually. Colin, fly Jesse down to level four. Madeline, hop aboard Greg here. We've got to get down there
9: before they do, and they're at least an episode ahead of us. What about me? Run, my lovely. Run. Couldn't I raid the zebra and let Colin take Madeline? I get airsick. I told you, keep your eyes closed. Oh, bloody likely. You never tell me when to pull my legs up. Well, I
8: don't know, do I? If you didn't just dangle like a jellyfish.
9: Do you have any idea the core strength it takes to try and stay horizontal? I'd have to be a bloody Olympic gymnast. If you just let me be on top- Not a
8: chance! Last time we did that, you panicked and wrapped your arms around my head. I could barely breathe, let alone see.
10: I'm sensing a real lack of urgency here. Leet, my darling, can you carry Princess Jessie?
8: (laughs) of course. Piggyback, shoulders, or romance novel, former Captain Jesse? I vote for a bag of
1: potatoes. Oh, for crying out loud, I can take her. Let's go!
8: Mm, mm I'm not flying with Colin. Mm-mm. When did I volunteer to become the Team Pack
1: Mule? I'm gonna,
8: gonna let, let that go, go for now. Right!
10: If we don't get to Level 4, the Seven are going to get their arms back and be able to travel through space and time. Oh, cool!
1: Not cool. They are not on our side.
10: And if they get their arms, they're likely to help the plants terraform Earth. Meaning you lot can never go home. Not ever? Not ever.
8: Oh, uh, we should probably go stop them then, right?
9: What a splendid idea. Madpants, you take Greg. I'll just close my
7: eyes. Fair enough. Your hair is definitely more streamlined. Let's go.
8: Olivia, are you still able to open the doors ahead of us?
10: I've hot wired some of the bridge controls to Greg's internal circuits. I think I got all the doors between here and there, but uh go carefully.
2: Uh, <laughs> stop would you stop that? Get off me! I am doing this for your own good! You're doing this for your own career! I can have more than one objective. Will the crew make it to level four in time? Or will Howard and Emily retrieve their arms first and make their way to Earth? You're assuming that's where they're going. Narrators don't assume. Come on! It's pretty clear, isn't it? Well, that's the where, but what about the when? Uh, Hang on, which side are you on? Are you helping them come kidnap me again? Hey! And that's how you narrate a story. (laughs) You've been listening to... Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield Lee Shackelford as Pluto Erin Clark as Ben Erie Alexander as Julie Eric Perry as Mr. Southers Bonnie Brantley as Jessie and Donna shannon perry as madeline and olivia june clark eubanks as the albatross richard cowan as Lead, tim Sherburn as colin richard nadolny as your narrator and me kyle jones as your narrator too our music is by john Failey our artwork is by lucas elliott Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Our comic books are on sale on Etsy, so be sure to visit Oz-Number9.com for the link. We will see you next time.
9: Donna. Donna, are you hearing all of this? Loud and clear. Well, now I know what the 778 on that paper was referring to.
11: So what now? Do we go after the arms ourselves? Mm,
9: Don't think so. Let's not tip our hand too early. And anyway, we know the 778 will head for Earth if they get them first. The cane, the key, the arm, three accounted for. And you know what the fourth object is. And the one that ties them all together. Got it right here in my... Damn, that sneaky little cow. Or... Zebra. What?
11: Are you saying Olivia knows now?
9: Oh, she knew all along, but now she knows she knows.
11: This could all work out in our favor, if the crew is stupid enough to bring the arm to earth. (laughs) Of course they are. (laughs) Ah, And whatever the fourth one is,
9: don't tell me. Oh, don't you worry. That secret is stuck tighter than a Minnesotan manhole cover in midwinter. But I thought you said you closed all the back doors into your programming.
11: I think I did. But let's err on the side of caution, shall we? If anyone finds out what we're up to...
9: Roger that. You just keep control of the ship and leave the sacred objects to me. Understood. Albatross out. (laughs)
0: Hello and welcome back to Elaine's Cooking Podcast for the Soul, the show that turns meager rations into eager passions. I'm your host, Elaine Martinez. Congratulations on your continued survival. These days, it was anything but guaranteed. What with, you know, the rise of android patrolmen, those crows who hold holed up in the sewers, the persecution of dissenting breadmakers, your elbow and rob Reiner in the
10: gut for the last jar of kimchi in a fully looted Ralph's parking lot.
0: But along the way, we found ways to not only survive, but thrive with new friends and a... Uh, Fresh ish recipes.
2: A bougie bloody Mary.
0: East Asian influenced stir fry.
2: Alternative protein.
8: A
0: nasty Jane.
2: Vegan butter I made
8: myself. Don't ask how. I got stuck in LA during the apocalypse for
0: avocado on toast. Find us wherever you listen to your underground survivalist cooking podcasts. <laughs> Season 2, coming to a bunker near you, starting Tuesday, October 19th. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
4: Greetings,
11: fans of the esoteric, and welcome to the trailer for Madame Magenta Sonus Mystica. Hang on, why am I doing my own trailer? Where will the people want to see their star, my dear? No one can see me, Bernard. This is a podcast. Oh. You know what? I should have that deep voice chap doing this. You know the one. What's his name? Oh, the, um, oh, the, the, the strange name. Yes, like a uh, fruit. The red pepper. Pepsi. Yes,
12: yes. It, <coughs> in a world where something, something, something.
11: That's the one. Oh, it's quite sexy, Bernard. Ooh. Save that for later. <laughs> <laughs>
12: no, I'm not sure I can keep it up.
11: You've never had a problem before. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, that's just,
12: oh, that, that was a very clever joke. Yes, I am a very turgid man. You are.
11: I'm going to make a cup of tea. You do the trailer.
12: Oh, right you are. <clears throat> In a world...
11: Ooh, Earl you... Grey or normal?
12: Earl uh, oh, oh, Grey, please. In a world where ghosts and angels walk amongst us... Float!
11: They float!
12: Uh, float amongst us stands one woman, magenta. Oh,
11: God, my bloody spirit guide's frozen the milk again. It's going to have to be iced tea, I'm afraid.
12: Oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, Psychic medium... <clears> throat> my throat... Oh, uh, Magenta, I can't do this anymore. Bernard, you won't get nodules. You're not Adele. Well, actually, interestingly enough, that wasn't nodules. That was an exploding polyp. Oh, God. Can you imagine that? Exploding polyp. Anyway, that's not why I can't do the trailer anymore. Oh. Do you mean... Uh, Yes, the angelic manifestation by the dog bed, yes. Oh,
11: here we go again. What do you want?
12: From the makers of Mockery Manor comes Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. For all fans of the esoteric. Available now wherever you get podcasts.